0: Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask adventure path.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. Now with more creepy undead ladies in a box.
1: She's not undead.
2: Oh, that's right. She's not undead.
1: She angry, though. She, she oh, angry. Well, lady. I
2: don't know if she angry or if she's just in a lot of pain. I mean, it's hard to tell.
1: I would be mad as heck if you'd me in a box for a million years.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, why not both?
1: But if she's mad at heck at Hawkatap, then
2: we as also as, are uh, mad as, as heck. As long as she hasn't been, like, driven mad, you know.
1: Well, oh, I mean, man. that's probably
3: pretty likely.
2: Yeah, that's my my feeling as well.
4: I just don't know how I feel about leaving her here to be tortured for all of eternity. Oh, oh no, yeah,
2: no, one hundred percent. We're we're opening the box. <laughs> it's. May or may not be a good idea, but we're opening a box for I know, feel like sake. either
4: putting her out of her misery or seeing if she's sane enough to maybe try to maybe help us a little bit is better than leaving her in the Hellraiser torture box. Also, right. so,
1: <laughs> she knows all the Shori magic that's been lost to the whole world. We
2: I is yeah. just like, not really, y'all. She knows a bunch of magic. We, we need have to, to know save the magic, her. y'all. Maybe <laughs> she has a
1: spell book in there with her. We don't know if
4: she's a caster, though, just that she was the play queen. She
2: could be an alchemist.
1: I mean, she could be. could be, but Hollis wants her to be a wizard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. watch, watch her be an alchemist just to really stick it to Hollis.
1: There aren't that many wizards in this game. No, Lots of sorcerers. I know, unhelpful.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I suppose getting back into things. When last we left our heroes, the doorkeepers had battled against a pair of uh, sand beings known as yeah, living sandstorms. Oh, they, yeah, uh, they,
3: they tried to drown me with sand. They very they 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 nearly
2: filled nice. the entire room with sand and drowned us all.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that room was only like eight and a half squares. So, uh, and there were six people basically. After a long and uh, grueling fight, fortunately made easier by the fact that one of them was like dismissed in the first round of combat. So oh, we that, had to hadn't pulled that off. Of was
3: so helpful. Was yeah, so if good. we hadn't
2: pulled that off, we probably would have all died.
3: Well, we would have ran. Well, we would have ran. <laughs>
2: Those of us who were able to and weren't buried in sand, you know? (laughs) Mm.
1: I dug you out. Some of us got
2: buried in sand.
1: (laughs) I dug you out. (laughs) I could have just merged into the wall and waited.
2: Uh, That was actually going to be my tactic. I was going to be like, do I have my feet on the ground? Is the stone big enough?
0: I'm going to hide here for the rest of time.
2: Well, it's also like, I could have held my breath. I can hold my breath for 21 hours, so I could have just stayed in the sand and been like, well, they'll come
0: for me eventually, right? (laughs) (laughs) The problem is also the... uh... Yeah, as far as fighting the sand elementals and everything even hiding in a wall it's just like okay well I'll hide in a wall it's like well you know they're both immortal and never sleep
2: yeah exactly they, they will just wait or me tired. out
0: they'll <laughs> just they'll hang out here they like eventually that rock guy is gonna come out And if not hey we've got kind of a like a new friend like a neighbor that lives next door that we never talked to <laughs> who
2: once yeah. a day pops out and says hey y'all how's it going and they're like we want to kill you and you're like okay bye
0: <laughs> only problem is I think Sudi has to eat <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: yes, not I, do. Much, I will, I but will eventually, eventually <laughs> have to eat.
0: <laughs> anyway, a fight had ensued. You'd uh, successfully defeated the sand elementals. At which point you would search the crypts of the six Akumen, not finding what you were wanting in any of those.
2: But finding a metric load of different traps. Well,
1: we learned sure. some stuff about that, which was cool.
0: Yeah, you learned a little bit about them. And then Masika did a uh, divinatory spell.
2: Which, if I remember correctly, basically says the key is under the Aquaman somehow.
3: It's probably downstairs. I'm assuming there's a stairwell we haven't found
1: yet. And maybe maybe some of them are undead. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah,
2: it's like maybe. It's like not helpful.
1: It's very Schrodinger's cat, but with undead in boxes.
2: It it almost makes me think there's something we will do to turn them into undead. (laughs) Yeah, if
1: we trigger something, maybe. Like
2: we trigger a trap or something, and it just like all of a sudden wakes them up.
1: Well, no, it's for that exact moment.
2: Oh, that's right. That's right.
1: Which means that some of them
4: are probably raised as undead already and are down where the freaking key is, but not all of them. So is how I'm interpreting that.
0: And an important thing to bear in mind with that spell is some of that could also be false information. That's true. true. Like role. I think 70 something percent of it is true because percentile wise.
4: And that's also how we found out the Plague Queen is not Undead and may or may not be an
1: ally. Well, if that's true, now we
4: have this yeah. whole like, well,
2: I, yeah, because I feel supposedly. like that's just a matter of diplomacy, right?
1: Allegedly, Allegedly. she's not undead. <laughs> 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 well, she or, is bleeding. I think she's some sort of
2: weird abomination. Or something, yeah.
1: Yeah, like an aberration of some kind. Oh,
2: that. Oh, they did some flesh warping to her or something. That'd be awful. Well,
1: mm. or I mean, she's oozing. So, anyway, let's find yeah. out. Knock, knock. Hello.
0: So yeah, you had decided to make your way down the, the northeastern side of the, uh, the intersection where all of the, the hallways make their ways off like spokes on a wheel, mm-hmm. at which once you had approached a set of double doors with the single phrase written in ancient Osiriani that beyond lies the traitor's crypt. May she fester in life forevermore, mm-hmm. eternally barred from the great beyond.
1: Fester in life. Horrifying.
0: Yikes. You had opened said door to enter into a, a relatively small chamber, 20 feet at a side, uh, octagonal in shape. There have been chains bolted into every one of the surrounding walls, completely suspending up a, a black sarcophagus in the air. Well, let, me, let me go ahead and just uh, recap the description here. This octagonal chamber is empty, save for a single sarcophagus at its center. Sarcophagus lids and sides are carved to show depictions of a beautiful woman, her body contorted in pain as numerous spikes pierce her flesh. The walls are carved with images of legions of sickened and plagued souls on their hands and knees or crying out to the heavens for aid. The far wall depicts a majestic flying city in the sky with the same beautiful woman floating in the air as she fires upon the sickened mob below with her bow.
3: She sounds real pleasant.
0: And again, in the center of the room, the sarcophagus shakes slightly and you hear inside of it a muffled screaming sound as this brackish black fluid falls from the creases and trails its way down the chains or down to the floor below.
1: Also the door was sealed with cold iron, so that's a thing.
0: Yes, yeah, yep. so also the door was yeah. sealed with cold iron.
2: Are the chains cold iron that are, that are lifting her up? I think they are.
0: Uh, so we are beginning so feasibly if uh, if you mm-hmm. want to make your way over and try to inspect those chains you can.
2: I'm uh,
1: detect magic as well. Yeah, let's detect do.
2: magic first and see if there's anything horrible in here. I'm going to look at this
1: uh, box slash all the area here. Are there only
3: depictions on the sarcophagus or is there stuff on the walls and, and whatnot too?
1: Yeah, all the
4: screaming people and the depiction of her firing a bow those and everything. Walls. Oh, that's the, yeah, walls? the walls. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I missed that. Okay.
2: <laughs> yes. The sarcophagus just shows like a woman being embedded with spikes.
4: Okay.
3: Well, this seems like a really wonderful lady. <sighs>
4: Well, I mean, do they call her the Plague Queen. I ha- she
1: hung out with not nice folk and turned on her own sister. Like, obviously not a nice lady, but maybe an ally. Or if nothing else, somebody to murder so she doesn't have to writhe in pain forever, I guess.
3: Yeah, put her out of her misery. This is not cool. It's very, like, against the Egyptian thought process, too, of, you know, oh, you should go to your afterlife.
4: <laughs> so, even if
1: she's, like, gonna try to murder us, I-, I think we should let her out. Well, let me see what uh, magic's in here so we can know how to go about doing such a thing.
0: So is checking the chains, Hollis, you're detecting magic on the sarcophagus. Yep. What would the other two of you like to do while, uh...
4: Can I figure out what that black stuff oozing from the sarcophagus and pooling on the floor is?
0: Sure. So you make your way over to go and, uh, and check the fluid.
4: Yeah. Definite nasty goo. Citra? Citra would like to investigate
3: how to get this sarcophagus down.
0: Okay. So also checking the chain. So uh, Citra and Sudi can both go ahead and make me an appraise or a knowledge nature check. Uh, Hollis, you have uh, time enough to look over the sarcophagus, so you can go ahead and make me a spellcraft. And Masika, making your way and checking the floor.
1: All right. I rolled a two for a 26.
0: (laughs) Masika, you can go ahead and make me... I'll go ahead and say a knowledge... Actually, I'll go ahead and say a heal check. So starting with, I suppose, Hollis looking over the sarcophagus, the sarcophagus itself is magically reinforced in essence to make it stronger than it would normally appear. Uh, looking it over from where you can, mind you, the sarcophagus is 10 feet off the floor. So it's just kind of stepping under, you know, not directly under it where the fluid is, but stepping <laughs> yeah. close enough that you can look up towards it. The only thing that you note of, uh, of curiosity is the sarcophagus is designed to ward whomever is inside with a dimensional anchor. Mm. Oh,
1: interesting. Something
0: yep. to bar extra travel.
2: So definitely some kind, of a, some kind of a caster with access to that, so Sorcerer Wizard.
1: All right, y'all. Uh, this thing has a dimensional anchor on it, so if we let her out, she might just try to run away.
2: She can't yeah. actually go anywhere, though. Didn't you say that anybody that teleports here goes to some other place?
1: Well, yeah,
3: in here, but it's away from us. So is there a way for us to
4: anchor her if we let her out of here? I doubt her first thing to do is going to be try to teleport or plane shift or something like that. She may not be able to.
3: If that's her blood dripping out, she might just be too injured to do it. Mm, Maybe this is where it takes you if you try to teleport. I I mean, it's possible, but I mean, why? That would imply
2: that the entire, like, thing that's put on this place is all to keep her inside, right? I don't know. Maybe
3: it could be. We don't exactly know.
0: Sudi and Citra looking over the chains. Uh, What did the two of you get for your appraise or nature? I
2: was really hoping that was knowledge engineering. I get a six for a six appraise.
3: Um, I rolled a ten for a seventeen appraise.
0: So you do these are chains. Citra, you can determine that these chains are in fact cold iron. You're not entirely positive how the chains were put in place, either of you. Because it looks like they managed to get the tension, but then the chains are linked directly to the ring that's embedded in each one of the various angles of this room suspending this up. There's a total of eight chains uh, four from basically the ground level down near where you are and then four of them from up at the ceiling suspending this with the tension between them.
4: I'm sure it's some sort of Chisisek shenanigans architecture ridiculousness Magic.
0: (laughs) Uh, Notably in answer to uh, Rachel's questions this was never designed to allow it to be reversed in essence there was no means by which there was no means installed in this to allow you to bring this sarcophagus back down once it was uh-huh. up. You would have to break all of the, all eight of the chains to lower the sarcophagus down.
3: Well, whoever designed this was honestly a bit cruel. There is literally no failsafe to get this down. This was meant to be a
4: permanent construction. Well, yeah, she betrayed them all. It's her permanent punishment. Why would they want to reverse it? Yeah.
2: So we'll have to just break the chains, literally.
4: And I'm betting it was Chisisek. Masika just kind of glances around at the architecture. (sighs) Well, they're made of cold iron.
3: I don't really know if that helps anything, but it is cold
2: iron. Something makes me think that the way this is designed with the use of cold iron means that whatever she is must have some weakness to cold iron. Hmm. Why would you put so much?
0: The two of you would note that there are hieroglyphs on the surrounding walls that do, that aren't just the artistic depictions, but are actual, like, words. So, just so you're aware. Masika, making your way over. Leaning down.
4: Uh, roll a 10 for a 25 on heel.
0: Okay. You crinkle your nose some. Lean down. Whatever this fluid is, it reeks as you come closer towards it. This rancid smell. I imagine you approach it somewhat cautiously, making sure not to touch it as you lean down, look it over, step back, Narmer just kind of extending his flippers over the top of your head as like a little parasol. <laughs> you believe that this is a combination of blood and pus. Oh. Ew. There's a particular smell to it that reminds you of treating someone in the tribe once. Funny enough, it tickles a memory much more recently of fighting in the hallway of something that Citra said. This smells like the pus and blood that would come from any of the oozing wounds caused by the boils of bubonic plague.
3: Ah, Makes sense.
2: Ah, great. Plague queen.
0: That being said, there's something about this that seems almost otherworldly. And as you lean down and look at it, you can tell that the fluid is steadily evaporating in a soft gray mist.
2: Hmm probably to get recirculated back into her so they can bleed it out of her again.
3: I figure uh, <laughs> Citra just slowly pulls up her scarf over her face. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they definitely transformed her. She had transformed herself into something that's, that's not human. I mean, this is blood and pus. She probably has some sort of, you know, bubonic plague. Being the plague queen, that's not really surprising. But the blood is not human blood. Well, that explains how she's still alive. Mm-hmm. Citra has the uh, urge to go knock on the sarcophagus,
1: but I feel like that would be rude. It's like tapping on a fish tank. It's also like 10 feet in the air. We could
2: climb yeah. the chains. Like, yeah, I was thinking i just climb up the
3: chain, but I just, I, yeah, I feel like it's, I think somebody said it was like tapping on a fish tank. I feel like it'd be yeah. kind of rude.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, maybe we should see if she'll talk to us. Oh, wait, I, I can fly. I can I go up and see if there's like a crease in this sarcophagus? Like, does the sarcophagus actually open?
2: Or is it just a solid piece of, like, you know, magically created stone or something? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah.
0: Okay. So, Hollis, you're going to go fly up and investigate. The rest of you are waiting, or what would the rest of you like to do? Uh,
2: reading the walls, I think, would be prudent, which I guess Sudi will do. There's just an awkward silence. <laughs>
3: well, I think I think Sudi and Citra were both doing that.
0: So. Oh, that's true, yeah.
3: I figured we were partners.
0: All right. Uh, Masika, what else would you like to do? If pertinent as far as grabbing the chains and climbing up to her, any of the lower chains... Are also covered in the same black fluid. Ew! Ew. Ew.
1: Can
4: I, I make some sort of architecture and engineering check to see what order these chains could be bre- to could be broken into, like create the least impact when this thing hits the <laughs> ground?
2: Maybe we sure. want a big impact, though. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to break it and it's magically reinforced to be stronger, maybe you want it to uh, slam into the ground.
4: I well, yeah, but well, that let's might see if hurt her a lid. inside. <laughs> also, can, we should just feather fall it. Feather falls on a person, not an object. You yep. can featherfall her, but we can't see No, her. you can Feather Fall an object.
2: Uh, oh, can you? Oh.
4: I thought you could.
2: Never tried to do that.
4: I thought featherfall was a personal-only spell. No, I don't, no, know. I don't no, think it's personal.
2: No, it's not personal-only.
0: Uh, Targets one medium or smaller free-falling object or creature. So, nice. unfortunately, this is too large to Feather Fall because it's oh. bigger than a medium object. Yeah. Bummer. But, yes, you can Feather Fall objects. So, yep, Masika, you can make me an engineering and... Uh,
4: Yeah, I don't have any spells that are gonna help. That's why I was thinking, what's the best way to lower this?
1: Yeah, I don't prepare Featherfall, really. At this point, I'm I mean, Masika has
4: Featherfall at will from her hex. I would have to see if that only affects her, but it's too big anyway. Mm -hmm. Masika rolls a 12 for a 38 on architecture and engineering.
0: So Masika taking a second looking around, you can tell that, I mean, the bottom chains are here to provide, in essence, an anchoring point. Judging by the fact that the sarcophagus occasionally shakes, Whomever is inside is still conscious and aware for 6,000 years. It seems like the bottom ones are just to keep her from being able to get any like momentum with her shaking to actually try to move the sarcophagus. All the weight is being borne by the four upper chains.
2: So she can't swing to maybe hit the walls or something like that.
0: Correct. You think you could break all the bottom chains with no issue. Feasibly, you could break two of the upper chains as long as they're the ones on the opposite sides and then still keep it suspended between two counterpoints. So in essence, like the front left and the back right. After which, when you break one of those, it's going to swing down. There is enough room here that you could loop rope through the eyelets on the anchors and then to the anchors on the sarcophagus. In essence, allowing you to break the chains, but still have a rope there to support it, at which once you could lower down the rope and bring it down to the ground. Hollis flying up. Yeah, it seems that whomever was placed inside of this, this is a sarcophagus. Okay. The sarcophagus lid is bound in place by the chains that unwrap this. Mm -hmm. Feasibly, as you are breaking the chains, because they are part of this as well, it will remove the tension from it.
1: All right, so uh, these chains keep the lid on, but there is a lid. But if we stop breaking chains, the tension holding the lid down will go away and then, you know, she'll jack in the box out.
4: Well, if we break the chains in a certain order and then tie a rope through a couple of the eyelets, we can lower the sarcophagus down and then break the last two chains. So, I mean, the rope will hold it for a minute unless she decides to just open it and fall
1: the 10, 15 feet down to the ground. Well, if she's not even human, she may be able to fly for all we know. Oh, she is flying in some of these pictures.
0: Looking over the pictures. Nice segue.
1: Yeah.
0: Sudi Citra, you're quickly able to determine that these appear to be a general life story of this individual. The individual's early life is not covered, the woman Jesura, known as the Plague Queen of Ko, The story seems to start with her in the flying city of Ko, where she seems to have been, from what you can determine, an infamous criminal. She had naturally gifted magical abilities and an obsession with supernatural diseases and magical manipulation of the sick. It seems that she then subsequently used this on the said uh, population of her city. So nice. But once her uh, magical manipulation of the sick and plagued was revealed, she was forced to flee Co. She was pursued by vengeful hunters and sought asylum with Hakatep, a known enemy of the Shori Empire. Hakatep was only too eager to provide sanctuary to the the criminal, and it seems that she quickly became infatuated with the charismatic ruler.
3: But he was married.
0: Yep. In return for the safety he provided her, Jashura shared much of what she knew of Shori magic and with the Sky Pharaoh, and her advice helped Hakatep immensely in the early days of his work towards his great work, the Kepsutonum. But her greatest contribution seems to have been the betrayal of her own sister, a woman known as Sahela. She lured Sahela into a trap, making her sister believe that she was seeking forgiveness, and then turned, captured her sister, and then turned her over to Hakatep. Sahela's expertise as a Shori engineer brought a new level of lore and aid to the Sky Pharaoh who was able to... In essence, reverse engineer the Shori magic to make his own flying devices. It seems that the story jumps forward here, although how far you can't tell, because again, this is you know, hieroglyphic writing on the wall. It's much more about the story than it is about the exact details. It tells here of a story of a man by the name of Soket Mofre, who decided to use back channels to con- to contact the distant Shori empire in an attempt to negotiate an end to the almost 20-year conflict. And yes, you would catch this last name is Mafre. Mm-hmm. His plot was discovered by one of his advisors, uh, and then the assassin, Jashura, thwarted him when she infected him with a horrific disease. Hakatep and his priest tried to keep the man alive to interrogate him, hoping to learn more details of of the plot, but the man shortly died. The Pharaoh was not pleased and let his disappointment become known to Jashura. Here, it seems to take a more, a less exacting and a more kind of inferred tone to the story, where this, whomever wrote this seems to have been trying to collect the information that he could, and put it all down into one place. It seems that over time, Hakatep became more and more reliant upon Sahila, and fonder of her than her traitor sister, Jeshura. Jashura had hoped to become Hak- Hakatep's queen, but instead she saw that the Sky Pharaoh was one, much more interested in his wife, whom he never took a second wife, and two, much more interested in speaking with her sister and gaining Shori and knowledge of Shori magic than actually dealing with the criminal Jashura. Jashura found her role reduced to a little more than that of an assassin, and eventually her jealousy got the better of her. It seems that first she aided and aided Hockotep's brother in his assassination attempt.
1: Oh, there that was.
0: Ah, there, mm. There's that. It seems that uh, eventually she decided that Neferuset, the pharaoh's wife, was the only obstacle on her path, and decided that uh, she would need to murder Hockotep's wife Yikes. to actually convince him to take her as his queen.
2: That's not a, that's not a smart move right there. But also, no.
1: wasn't his wife, like a cleric or something to set like it's not like she was a pushover
0: yeah uh as such nice segue jessica (laughs) jessira knew that she would need a boost in power to accomplish this and so she exposed herself to a potent supernatural disease of her own design the contagion (sighs) consumed her body and destroyed her flesh but then reincarnated her into a more powerful being associated with disease and seduction Before she could move against Nefrucet, though, the Akumen discovered her plot, and as her body was rebuilding into her newer, deadlier form, they captured her and imprisoned her. They soon then constructed a cruel sarcophagus, which the depictions here show it almost as more Iron Maiden than Coffin. Mm. Fun. And then buried her within the Guardian Vault. Wow.
1: Are we sure we want to free her?
0: (laughs) With, With the knowledge of a being of disease and seduction, I will allow anyone that wishes to, to make me a Knowledge of the Plains.
1: All right. Um, I roll a 17 for a 41, Knowledge of the Plains.
2: Nice.
0: I assume, Sudi and Citra, you relate everything that you read here. Yes. Yes. You know, Masika's up over there, just kind of like fishing some rope out of her pack, like, okay, I can figure out how to get this down. Sudi and uh Citra finish circling around the room. Hollis is kind of listening to them Rattling this off, looking over the depiction of the, uh, the beautiful tortured woman on the sarcophagus. Turns her head back down when she hears being of a uh, disease and seduction. Back to the sarcophagus. Looks back to the chains. You think you know what you're dealing with here. Oh, no. <laughs> you believe and you don't know how she could have managed a transformation then again there are diseases supernatural diseases that can cause bizarre transformations like anthropy is the first one that springs to mind but there are a number of other ones you think that she's turned herself into a div oh whoa. a piraka div to be specific
4: and we we were told that there was an evil genie in here which yeah. would be the div which,
2: that's a div yep yeah. maybe
1: huh
0: you are aware that uh Pirakas are sensual pairing of seduction and destruction Pyrakas embody the corruptive nature of unbridled lust. Parakas spend a little time in their true form on the material plane, choosing to clothe themselves instead in alluring forms to seduce potential victims, ruin relationships, and foment obsession. <laughs> in its true form, for a parakas body is a foul landscape of blazing rashes, oozing pustules, and taunt blisters suggestive of the corruption it harbors, bodily and spiritually. Ew. Prakas pride themselves on perversion. They love nothing more than turning lovers against one another or destroying the bonds of friendship. They feed off the slow torment and savor each broken heart or disappointment. They use lust and sexuality as their primary tools, wielding taboos and carnal appetites to sever once friendly relationships. Paracas also use their seduction to spread disease, charming victims into physical contact. Ew. Just as all other divs suffer weakness, weaknesses, Prakas cannot stand the color red. They never wear the color, or enter a place that is painted red. And always attack creatures that are garbed in clothes—the clothes of crimson—first. Hmm. Interesting. With a, I believe you said forty-one, correct? Yeah. You may ask four questions per- pertaining towards the Paraca Div.
4: I do have one question. If, she, <laughs> if she's from this place, she was a human from this plane of existence, so a banishment or anything's not going to do anything to her because this is her home plane. Even though she's technically an outsider now, right?
0: Feasible, you could banish her.
4: <laughs> okay. Well, physically,
0: she is from this place. The The matter that makes her up now, now that she has transformed, links her eternally with... Uh, where do divs come from?
4: Aren't divs from uh, Abaddon?
0: Yes, they're from Abaddon. So it would if you banished her, she would go to Abaddon, even though she's never been... Well, you okay. don't know if she's never been, but even though she's not from Abaddon... Her yeah, that's why I was asking, because, you it.
4: know, yeah, because
1: technically, you know, that's why I was curious. Anyway, yes. thank
4: you. If okay. she
0: has been transformed, she is not a native outsider.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, well, let's just start with special defenses. I bet she's weak to cold iron.
0: She possesses damage reduction. Knowing what overcomes the damage reduction is a separate question. She kind of glance at the cold iron. Mm-hmm. She also has immunity to fire, poison, and unsurprisingly, disease.
2: In addition to that,
0: she's resistant to both acid and electricity and has spell resistance. Wow. Wow.
1: Uh, Let's do special attacks.
0: Special attacks? Oh, of that there are some.
1: Oh, I bet they're all gross. (laughs) Uh,
0: Her special attacks include uh, her touch causes disease. A paraca carries two diseases. Its claws infect uh, targets with bubonic plague, but any willing contact with its skin exposes its victim to the shakes. Oh. In addition to that, they do have spell-like abilities, although knowing what their spell-like abilities are is a separate question.
1: Yep, what are those?
0: Uh, first off, they are able to constantly detect magic and detect good. Uh-oh. They are <laughs> able to charm monster at will. Oh, ow. wow. As well as dimension door at will. Oh, uh, great.
1: Okay, that's... Uh, okay. So as
0: that's well really as... Ooh, that's good for infiltration. They are able to use misdirection at will.
2: <laughs>
0: wow. Once per day, they can summon to summon uh, Dorus, which are a tiny outsider div, which you fought, uh, sorry, Doru. Dorus is plural for it. Uh, you've actually fought Doru before because that was the flying head div that you guys fought in the oh, house of Oh, Ontario. man. and we stabbed uh, with callback. cold
1: iron bolts. That you
0: had to stab it with cold what what iron bolts. <laughs> in addition to that, they can, once per day, use insect plague.
3: Mm, that sounds right. Which wow.
0: Which summons multiple swarms of wasps.
2: Oh, geez. Well, I mean, I'm immune to all the diseases, but there's still plenty of badness
0: there. Oh, you've still got one question left.
1: Oh, special qualities?
0: Special qualities. The Procadiv has a couple of special qualities, most notable amongst them. They can change shape to any small or medium animal or humanoid, Hmm. as per the Polymorph spell. In addition to this, they have an ability known as Lustful Dreams. Prakas can torment sleeping creatures. While an intelligent creature sleeps, a paraka can slip into the target's mind and twist its dreams into lusty, nocturnal visions. The victim must be asleep for the paraka to use this ability, and the paraka must be within 100 feet. If the victim fells a will save, it experiences vivid hallucinations of a lord nature that leave it breathless and fatigued upon waking. The victim, even a depraved soul, rarely considers the sexual nature of these dreams enjoyable as the images exploit any number of taboos that Parika suspects its victims might harbor. Mm. Creatures that Ooh. do not sleep okay. or dream are immune to this effect.
1: All right, Hollis flows back down to the floor and is like, all right, um, I don't know if we want to open that box. And I'll tell you everything I know about divs.
0: washing in the box?
1: <sighs> a paraka div. Oh, okay. I don't,
4: I mean, I, I still feel kind of gross about leaving her to be
2: tortured for all of eternity I mean we freed other outsiders the problem is is Masika and I
1: are going to be pretty uh,
4: mediocre at at dealing with her well Suti's immune to disease so even if he touches her punching her in the face isn't going to give him anything
2: I mean I also have the red cloak so if she hates the color red I mean there's that So if I can focus most of her attacks on me, then, you know. Though
4: if she is able to naturally teleport, that makes sense that this place is warded against all of that. It is here to keep her in. I wonder if it just zaps her back into the sarcophagus.
1: Yeah, that's what I was wondering. She certainly wouldn't want something like this out there. And once we
4: activate this place and Tefnaju is free and we've dealt with all the other guardians, there's a chance someone could find her and not know what's in here and let her
1: out. Do I know the general power level? of prerogatives, compared to myself
2: what does the scanner say vegeta <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're dangerous creatures although like compared to the living sandstorms that you just faced they're not that dangerous mm, that being impossible. said if she's a sorceress or had natural magic to begin with and retained all of that mm. of what you imagine that she would because it just transformed her body mm. then she probably still possesses all the skills that she did in life which, judging by the depictions on the walls, seems to be both magic as well as an exceeding skill at archery.
1: Yeah. Well, there aren't any bows in here, right?
4: <laughs> I doubt they bar- and and I, I was just they I hope they her didn't one with, one. with one. Um, It's just, yeah, a lot of the problems that come up in the parched dunes are because people took something from a tomb that they shouldn't have and something animates because, hey, I want my crap back or somebody opens a sarcophagus they shouldn't and the thing inside wasn't dead. That's why my people have this thing against taking things from tombs. It tends to, you know, lead to problems. And like I said, once we're done, you're not a problem. And once we're done with this place, all the guardians are gonna be gone. There's a chance people people know this place is out here it just hasn't been explored because of all the guardians i'm just saying if we leave her here there's a chance someday somebody's gonna go oh what's in this and just bust it open kind of like how we found the mask Mm. i wasn't there for that but sure if that's how that happened well not exactly but (laughs) i'm just saying even if she's an evil div abomination of grossness we should either cut her down, banish her or something. I don't think leaving her here is
1: a good idea. All right. Well then you prepare all them remove diseases because, (laughs) uh, also we're probably going to fight wasp swarms. So if we got anything for wasp swarms, that'd be good.
4: I have some flame strikes and another cone of cold.
2: I mean, we've done more for less really in terms of helping outsiders to, you know, be freed this one, I think we need to actually destroy, but
4: I mean, help Masika does the air quotes, <laughs> you
1: know. Oh, no, we actually we we, we helped some, uh, no, no, I'm talking about home. about her. Help, oh, <laughs> I, we gotta just kill her.
2: Well, because this listener
1: isn't gonna solve it either, because then she's could come back.
2: I think the bigger thing is that I don't think this is an ally, I don't <laughs> no. think we could trust such a creature,
1: no
3: somebody driven by jealousy to transform themselves into a abomination uh, probably not very trustworthy
4: besides Hakatep's undead now he's immune to all of her disease charmy shenanigans Mm, true he's probably still mad she tried to murder his
1: wife probably his wife cousin (laughs) typical she might be undead too we don't know where she is I'm sure she's in his pyramid we never actually figured out what happened to her well at this point she's gotta be dead right
2: And it could be any
4: number of things. All right, well, let's not
1: stand in this gross room. If we're going to fight her, let's do it. Masika
4: would lay out the way to break these chains and, you know, lower the sarcophagus down in a way that's not going to, you know, explode.
0: Okay. Again, it's just a matter of doing damage, so given enough time. But taking your time, you're able to break each of these chains. I imagine uh, grabbing onto some of the chains down here, just kind of steady the sarcophagus. Hollis is able to fly up and easily you know, just tie a, a rope loop through mm-hmm. the eyelets up top so you don't have to worry about climbing up and touching the chains to get up to there or anything like that. Uh, it would honestly take you just about 30 minutes or so to get all the chains broken, get everything secured.
2: So bye-bye resist acid that I've had on for a bit.
3: Is the stone, stone skin still going?
0: Yes. It's been about 50 minutes in total since you've entered this place. Yeah, so
4: the so. acid's not anymore. Yeah. I've still got 30 points left. <laughs> Masika I think is the only Masika has all, all of hers because she hasn't gotten punched
2: I yet. Say, hey, I have been, most of mine. You've been fortunate enough not to get punched.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm down about 30 hit points but I still have my 30 stone skin so. Alright all Sudy, since you're immune to disease I, I think you should pop it open.
2: Alright. Sudi cracks his knuckles. I'm tempted to go ahead and get big and then rip it off.
0: As an interesting side note even though uh, there's nothing holding it in place and the sarcophagus is still shaking. She has not been able to push open the lid.
2: Huh. Okay.
3: I wonder if she's staked in there somehow.
2: Oh, Mm. she very well might be if it's supposed to look like an Iron Maiden. She may not be able to move enough to actually push it up. Um, okay. So, I will go ahead and, uh, use my enlarged person ability, Righteous Might, uh, and then I'm going to try to rip the sarcophagus, um, lid off. Okay. So... Oh boy, another small room.
4: I'm good, behind Sudi, near yep. the door. <laughs>
2: I'm in the door. I think doorway. that's where most people want to be right now.
3: I've probably got my kukris out, just in case.
2: Oh yeah, and I'm sure everybody is ready, ready, because my assumption is I'm going to like immediately be punching.
0: So go ahead and make me strength check for Sudi.
2: Okay, so right now I have got a plus eight. No, sorry. Yeah, plus four strength. So plus eight. Uh, so let's see what we get. Um... <laughs> Natural twenty for a twenty-eight to yank that off.
0: <laughs> you pry this off easily, ripping it free. This noxious smell rolls out as fluid drains out of the bottom of this, as I imagine. So he just kind of backsteps and you know does a quick little cat. Remi- hop back. Reminds
2: himself he's immune to whatever is contained in here.
0: The inside of the sarcophagus is a nightmare of needles and spikes. In essence, if an individual were to lay inside of this and remain perfectly still, it may not hurt them. Ooh. With an equal distribution of weight. Mm. However, even the slightest movement inside of this would impel you on one of the hundreds of spikes Yikes. along the inside of this sarcophagus. Mm. Each one of them, cold iron. Oh, of course, yeah. So they up get the, the head direction. of the
4: sarcophagus and beat her with it when we get in the combat. <laughs> 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 <You
0: know. laughs> Again, like, the sarcophagus lid you're holding is a nightmare of spikes as you pull it free. (laughs) Occupying this as a single figure. The moment the air touches her, she lunges out of the sarcophagus. Figured. The woman is about six feet tall, is well-proportioned, you would honestly argue just beautiful, with skin that is this vibrant shade of blue. A pair of ram- ram-like horns sprout from her brow and curl back around her face. A second second, and then third pair of horns, much more akin to those of a gazelle, sprout from the center of her head and fall backwards, kind of crowning up like the, uh, the Ibex that I'm thinking of, that have the really long straight-up horns. I
4: think so. I think so. Uh,
2: yeah, I think so.
0: And a mane of black hair falls down her back, plastered in place by her own blood. The woman stumbles free, apparently having been clinging for 6,000 years to her bow. And you're going to guess when they restrained her and managed to get in here, they still couldn't pry it from her grip. Wow. She stumbles free, lets out a scream that just seems to be primal rage and exultation. For a half moment, almost seems to collapse to her knees as she begins to sob free 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 she turns and looks up towards Sudi darts her eyes around more of Hakatep's talks
3: no 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 no. we don't like Hakatep.
0: you have a single chance to make a diplomacy check
3: (laughs) alright who has
1: the best one
2: it's not me I have a zero (laughs) I have have a
1: 17 I have an 18 alright I'm gonna help Citra
2: I will yeah. try to Nisika's aid Citra. Masika's is
1: only a 10, so... Hey,
4: I roll an 11. I aid. I help you.
2: Hey, I, didn't really I help you. I got a 13.
4: <laughs> okay, so
3: everybody aided?
2: Yes.
0: Yep.
3: Well, I rolled a 15, Hey. Uh, which got me a 39 with okay. all the aids.
0: For your edification.
4: Oh,
3: I Ooh. love her. Look at that. Oh, she looks really cool.
0: She's, She's so, really so awesome. rad. She's,
3: She's so evil. so evil.
0: <laughs> her artwork is one of my single favorite pieces. They are.
2: Oh, nice.
0: What do you say, Citra?
3: Uh we are definitely not minions of fakotep we're actually here to put him back in the ground. Forever. I'm Sitra.
0: Where am I?
4: Uh, uh the slave trenches of Fakotap. Uh, you probably knew it as the Kepsutonum.
0: The Kepsutonum. My sister's work. Your, your sister? just a Uh sh- I remember them. How long?
2: Um, Uh, six
4: thousand years Give or take a few Ish It's been a while
0: (laughs) She runs her hands over her face Along the horns It worked Eternity, yes
3: Yes, yes what exactly Um, I mean was Was this worth it? Worth it I mean, you got stuck in a box for six thousand years
0: my plan would have worked.
3: There's a lot of would Don't antagonize the div. I'm not trying to antagonize her. I'm trying to reason with her.
4: So, um, yeah, Hakatep is dead and has Hakatep. come back as a mummy and is trying to, you know, kill everyone.
0: Come back as the undead.
2: Let's just say that uh, mummy. Bad, awful things were done to you and awful things were done to him as well.
0: The difference is that he deserved it.
3: I mean, I'm, judging from the wall, it sounds like you were plotting murder. And you also gave place. I to a lot of elbows people. elbows, Citra, and the ribs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anyone deserves this. This is terrible. But you're out now. What? What is your your new plan?
0: First, I will find my beloved and end him. Right. Secondly, I will find the tomb of his beloved and desecrate it.
4: It's probably his tomb, which is a flying pyramid.
0: Thirdly, I will find whatever remains of my sister and make certain that it never returns. Fourthly, I will rain arrows of destruction upon the Shori.
2: Um, The Shori lost the war and were exterminated.
4: Yeah, there, there's literally nothing left. Like the secrets of the ancient magic and everything is even gone too.
0: And then I don't know. She stares for a long moment at Citra, looks back down towards her arms and legs. Her form shifts to assume a guise, you guess, akin to her mortal life. It looks much like the form that you see, but with a natural skin tone, no horns, no telling markers of, you guess, the the outsider, the evil influence inside of her. And then I suppose I'll explore this new world and find my place in it. You wish to aid me?
1: Uh, I mean, no, you I think... had us in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we don't really
3: want anything to, uh, you know, bad to happen to people, and uh, except Hakatip. Except Hakatip, I mean, he and, he and his minions of
4: evil. Mm-hmm.
3: No offense, but I don't know if we can trust you.
4: Yeah, you. Uh, the Masika kind of gestures towards the walls. I mean, is this accurate?
0: It's brief and doesn't fully capture my abilities.
3: It's, it's, it's your abilities that uh, have us a bit worried.
4: Yeah, um, we can't really, you know, just let you go out there and start experimenting people. with on people and spreading plague and disease and general death and murder. Look, what they did to you is horrible and if you want to, like, help, you know, destroy Hock-Tep, that that's great. But... Yeah, you you can't murder innocent folk.
0: Her eyes seem to light up. She looks over all of you. You're actively attempting to stop Hakatep.
4: Pretty much, yes. Yeah, we don't really want an undead pharaoh with an army of flying pyramids and undead minions at his side ruling over Osirian.
0: She nods, takes a step over towards the wall mural, traces her finger along the expertly carved depiction of the beautiful flying city. I never had the gifts that my sister did aromancy came so easily to her in mine my gifts my blood corrupted perhaps not the wizarding magic of the shori but natural and they did not appreciate me for what i could do even before my transformation my nature is diseased when my powers first developed i infected and killed my mother unintentionally but still the society recognized that what I did was an accident, but it did not stop them from holding me at arm's length, always viewing me as lesser. I tried to show them my power, what I could do, what use would Osirian's armies be as they vomited up blood on the field of battle. And then I tried to prove myself a criminal, they called me. The people I worked with were already sick. Perhaps I made them worse, but it was all to refine a weapon to protect my people. All I've ever wanted was a home. A home, and she looks back towards the mural with genuine sadness to a depiction of Haukatab and someone who accepted me.
4: Can we make a sense motive check to see if this is, like, true or if she's just trying to
1: spin a sob story for us to let her go? (laughs) Ooh, good roll.
4: Also good roll.
1: I roll a 15 for a 29.
2: I got a 10 for a 19.
4: Uh, I roll an 18, which gets me a 25 a
2: 19 for a 37. Nice.
0: With the exception of Citra, all of you 100% believe her. Mm. Citra, you get the feeling that she is downplaying the amount of rage and a hatred she felt towards the Shori. Mm.
4: But the part about like wanting to belong and all of that is true?
0: Seems to be.
2: I mean, it kind of makes a, a you know messed up kind of sense of this, mm-hmm. these people literally didn't like her from, like, whenever her powers manifested, which I'm assuming for sorcerers is fairly early.
0: Uh Yeah, actually, any of those of you who wish to make a uh, knowledge arcana may.
1: Hollis will take 10 for a 34 on that arcana.
2: Dang. Wizard.
0: It sounds like she's a sorceress. It sounds like feasibly a sorceress with the, pe- the pestilence bloodline.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Which is usually... Um, Either her mother was suffering disease, possibly some sort of Eldritch disease, when she was carrying her, or that she suffered a disease as a young child. In essence, something that burrowed so deep that it connected with the the part of you, the part of your soul, that is the font for your magic. She was already receptive to magic, but whatever receptiveness she had to magic was corrupted by this touch. In essence, something happened to her, again, beyond her control. She may have even been able to pursue another form of magic, but this became her primary form. As a side note, uh, yeah, like her very touch following that could cause disease. Mm. Ooh. Even from infancy at that point.
2: Oh, rogue syndrome, yikes. Well, you know,
1: having that plague upon your bloodline is not something you could control. So I feel for you there.
0: Wait, you understand?
1: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're a sorceress.
0: Yes, as Hakatep was. I thought if anyone could understand me, he could.
1: But somehow you had either your mom was sick when she carried you or you got sick when you were real young. And that just kind of corrupted your magic well. And I mean, there's nothing you could have done to stop it.
0: She looks strangely at Hollis.
1: <laughs> Hollis is like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it sounds
4: like it's not really your fault.
0: No, it, it, it wasn't my fault. You don't blame me for this.
4: Well, not f- for having this ability. It's just... No, but it sounds like your people sucked. Yeah.
0: The Shuri were not the kind philosophers that they like to espouse themselves to be. Mm. They're militaristic imperialists. They thought I could be a weapon for them.
2: If it makes you feel any better, and Studio Light kind of tentatively put a hand on her shoulder, most of their history has been erased. Almost nobody knows anything about the shorty anymore.
0: She stares down at your hand, back up towards you. I'm assuming that you shrunk down to regular size.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like <laughs> it expired like after a minute. Yeah.
1: So you're okay. shorter than her now.
0: So I yeah, suppose I'm down down towards you. I've dedicated my life to destruction. I am in every way a weapon.
4: And that's your power to choose what you want to do with.
3: A weapon by itself doesn't really do much. It's what you do with it.
0: I only wanted Hawkitep to love me. You can't force someone to love you, though.
4: And honestly, he seems like kind of a jerk. So you you might have dodged a bullet on that one, dodged an arrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you might have you might have dodged a, a pretty lethal arrow. Uh, with it could, him it could not be a slingshot bullet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he he doesn't seem like he was that great of a guy.
2: And take it from somebody who also used to be a criminal. Just because of you were something doesn't mean you can't become something else. I turned my life around and became all this, but before that, I hurt a lot of people with my criminal behavior.
0: Why did you free me?
4: Most, well, nobody, no matter what they've done, deserves that. Masika gestures towards the sarcophagus. That
3: was unnecessarily cruel.
4: And we thought you might be able to help us, you know, tell us a little bit more about Hockatap. All we know is fragments here and there. He was erased by history. Hmm.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that's another good thing for her is that <laughs> nobody knows who Hakatep is. Yeah, that except guy For us, know. we're like the only people who know.
4: He did something, something so bad that the pharaohs after him literally erased all mention of him from history. No, that that wasn't why they did it. They did it because they uh, split the. No, because they
2: split his soul.
4: Yeah. We don't know that actually.
1: We
0: haven't well, figured that's what out you why. Guys have inferred, but
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Well, regardless, mm-hmm. ain't nobody know who that guy is.
0: You just want knowledge
1: uh, Knowledge is power Pretty much, yes
2: There has been so little known about Hakotep That we are inferring a lot of information
1: Wouldn't mind know about Shori Empire magic either But secondary of interest, of course
0: And you're not asking me to kill him
1: I, No no. We've I set mean, ourselves
2: you... on that path, actually It's
1: kind of a whole thing I don't even know if we're killing him so much As putting him like back to He's. It's a long story
2: his reason for death is unusual and possibly unique. We merely want to put him back at rest. Back
3: together so that we can put him to rest. We're not sure if that actually entails killing him. I mean, it's probably. very confusing. Probably will. But you don't have to have anything to do with that if you don't want anything to do with that.
0: She pauses, looks back towards the murals. Any of those of you who wish may make me a sense motive.
1: Oh, no, okay. We go, yes.
0: Ah, nuts. I rolled poorly.
1: Uh, I got a 19 for a 33.
2: I got a 7 for a 16. City he's not good at reading divs. Uh,
1: 14 for a 21. I rolled another 19 for a 37. Oh,
2: nice!
0: <laughs> well, all of you get the feeling that she's... Again, this is a lot to lay on someone, especially when she's just broken free of 6,000 years of con- confinement. And there is something there that, like, you don't know what deep-seated trauma... Yeah, six thousand years of waking isolation and pain has yeah. done to her. Considering again, while she has transformed herself, she still has a human mind. Yep. Yeah. A mind not designed to withstand six thousand years.
3: Yeah, I'm a little yeah. worried about her. Should we heal I'm just, her? I'm just like thinking she goes snap.
2: Uh, she shouldn't actually have probably taken. I mean, she'll have taken damage, but I think she apparently think was he, regenerating. She, the in insanity.
4: Yeah, if she's like oh. insane, the heal will get rid of that as well.
2: That might not be a bad idea, actually. We'll see, we'll see. I don't know if he'll really works on that level of trauma, but you know.
0: Hollis Citra, you get the feeling, as utterly depressing as this feeling is. That you may be the only people that have ever asked have ever approached her and not wanted to use her as a weapon. Oh, dang! Oh, can
4: we keep her? I love her. Are she like in- be her friends. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna
0: say, Suni wants to be friends with her just because he can actually touch her. <laughs> she needs a hug.
4: Masika just keeps her reboot disease on hand from now on, <laughs> permanently. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you need a hug? I'll just have to cast this immediately after. <laughs> I could assist you.
4: Could or
1: can? Could or want to? Y- yes.
0: I want to leave this place. She says that, glancing about the room, notably not looking at the sarcophagus.
1: I mean, okay, Mm -hmm. fair, fair. We can go back into the center room. Mm -hmm. I will tell
0: you everything that you want to know. And if it puts you on the path to confronting Hakatub, I will aid you. Because I want to.
4: Well, thank you. You're more than welcome to come with us.
0: One part of me desperately wants to put an arrow through what remains of his shriveled heart. Whatever jar it might lie in. Mm. The other part of me... She again looks towards the hieroglyph. The other part of me does not want him to suffer as I have suffered. I know you think it odd, but he was the only person to have ever been good to me.
3: It sounds like he used that to his advantage, and that wasn't fair to you.
0: I suppose we should go, at least out of this room. I can speak to you elsewhere.
1: That's fine. We can head back to that center room. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: You if there's another chamber far. you could take her to she would rather not do this have this conversation around the six people who beat her down and then imprisoned her in a box also
1: we can go to the creepy room with the, the uh, yeah. walls
2: Where the handpsu
1: yeah we can go to the weird room the where there's just a bunch of like broken
2: <laughs> stuff. I mean there's She's like tons and tons of like broken clay like pieces all over the place
0: she leads the way moving curiously one in that like not quite used to walking. Again, after 6,000 years.
4: Are you hurt?
0: No. Yes, perhaps.
3: Do you need healing? You could provide that. And by be we, I mean Masika. Masika waves.
0: (laughs) In my prison, I had been in pain so long that I can't tell where it's coming from. In fact, its absence is disturbing.
2: Wow. Jeez. Slap a heel on her. Oh, my gosh.
1: I don't think Div's, like, Self heal over time, so.
0: No. Think.
1: Yeah,
4: just to cover all bases, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna cast heal. Boop. <laughs> That'll get in rid of any ability damage, and, and then sanity. you'll have a
1: disease on yourself.
4: <laughs> I was gonna
0: say, uh, upon, I suppose, reaching out, placing a hand on her, casting heal, touching do her. I get
4: a, do I get a saving throw? We'll see.
2: So he's the only person who could touch her. This is so sad. Uh,
0: that is a willing contact with her skin, which means yep. that you will need to make a fortitude save
4: not awful. I roll a 14 for a 22.
0: Yeah, so you place a hand on her. If she has any wounds, they heal over, you know, the scars, the scabs you can see that have accumulated over years. Most of those hidden by her current polymorph form.
4: Yeah, so all ability damage, uh, insanity, anything like that, and then she gets 140 hit points back. Thank you. You're welcome. You feel better?
0: Better? This is just still strange. She continues to follow you. Occasionally doing a couple of odd things like springing up and hovering for a couple of seconds as if getting used to the fact that Paul uh, should be aware that they can naturally fly. She oh, has yeah. never had yeah, use of those abilities. Say,
3: she was a div for like five seconds before she got captured.
0: No,
2: she was in the middle of
0: transformation
2: apparently when they grabbed her, so she's yeah. never fully been a div and moved around. So,
0: If I want to twist the knife on uh, how depressing her story is, she has a special ability called Accustomed to Awfulness. Oh,
4: oh, 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 oh that's terrible. Gosh. Okay, so good news. There is a magic item called a paraffin of health, which makes you immune to all diseases. It only cost me 3,750 gold to make. Cool. Oh, there you go. Hey, there you go. Uh, so I do think it full, takes up the next slot, but... it Yeah, it'd be a full 7,500 to make the slotless one. That takes up seven days. But I have Craft Wonders item and Remove Disease. So if we, ha- if,
2: if we have some downtime...
4: Yeah, if Hollis and Citra have the gold, I can make them.
2: I have
1: 1,000 gold, although we, we okay. have a bunch of stuff. But
2: yeah, yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff we haven't sold, obviously. So. so if
4: she decides to hang out with us and help us go murder Hakatep, I will get on crafting some of those for all of us. We could potentially just pick
1: some up, too, if we didn't have time. Yeah.
0: You lead her into the room.
1: Oh, and just so you know, this place... Has some sort of teleportation trap on it, so dimension door, etc., put you somewhere we don't know where, but it's probably bad. Yes, yeah, so don't, don't do
4: that. Yeah.
0: Very well. Thank you. For what, warning you. What do you, what do you, you want us you. to call you? Jasura, is my name.
4: All right. I'm Hollis.
0: This is Sudi.
4: I'm Masika of the Beacon. Uh This is Narmer.
0: Hello. I like your shadik. <laughs>
3: And again, I'm Citra, uh, Citra Nahamra.
0: Nahamra. Uh,
3: yeah, he is my great ancestor.
4: Yeah, uh, and Chistasek is my too-many-to-count great uncle.
0: Interesting.
3: Did you, did, did, you, I, I'm assuming you knew both of them?
0: The architect, not as well, but I spent years with Nahamra. Oh. He aided at me in refining my abilities. He was kind in his way. Not fatherly, but as a mentor. Hmm. He was the first to convince me that my powers, my magic, is a gift. And even if others could not see it that way, that it should be trained and utilized and refined. I I think he also wished to make me a weapon. Well, mm. But I think a weapon that I was allowed to use.
3: That's
4: better, at least?
0: He didn't seem to care where I used my powers. Only that I developed them.
4: Well, that's a whole Nethys thing. Yeah, about to say, that sounds very Nethian.
0: The architect I knew little of. He mostly worked with my sister. What is it that you wish to know?
3: I'm just kind of curious. This is just a a more of a me question, but was your sister here willingly after a while?
0: Oh, no. Never. Oh, okay. But she she was an accomplished. We referred to them as technologist spellcaster. She was capable of creating, augmenting, defining the the aromatic infundibulum, the means by which our cities flew. I aided Hakutep in kidnapping her. She looks down towards her feet. When I reached out in my exile and told her that I wanted to come back, she agreed to aid me. Perhaps she truly cared. It does not matter. I betrayed her to Hakutep and he imprisoned her, kept her trapped.
4: So was her choice help Chisisek make the flying pyramids or die? Because I don't know why she would have cooperated for so long.
1: Perhaps pride?
0: Or magic? I'm not certain.
1: She could have done it so that... I mean, if I'm feeling real sentimental, it could have had something to do with the fact that by being here, perhaps she did think maybe she could rescue her sister at some point, turn her back, I don't know. It's possible. Or it was, you know, do this or else.
0: She may have been biding her time. I did not see her, did not speak to her. She did not wish to speak to me. But Hakatep has a way of being without needing to be violent, persuasive. Eventually, she shuffles her feet, clenching a fist. Over time, you find that you begin to think as he does, whether you want to or not. His requests seem reasonable. His ideas grandiose, but achievable.
4: I wonder if that has something to do with his bloodline. We don't actually know what kind of source his powers came from
0: he appealed to our mutual experiences he appealed to chisac's desire to achieve grand things
1: he's just a master manipulator that's what it sounds like
0: and perhaps he somehow convinced my sister i do not know we did not speak i don't think she ever trusted him as i trust she furrows her brow as i trusted him
4: What was actually going on between the Shori and Osirian? We, we seem to, it seems like Hakatep thought that there was going to be a massive war and that's what all this was about, but there's nothing in the history books about the Shori Empire actually attacking Osirian.
0: It was routine for our empire to make examples. When a new ruler came into power, when a nation had a change in leadership, it was customary for the Shori to make a display of dominance.
4: So that's what those border raids with the South were about, I would guess.
0: Yes, there were raids. I had heard about them, but I paid little attention to the death of Djeridit. And then I heard that the new Pharaoh pushed back. Our people then dispatched an expeditionary force, a military group, flying platforms.
4: With a big dinosaur.
0: I believe that was just part of the initial display. It was... Fairly common for us to simply charm the great lizards of the Expanse and then deliver them into other countries. <laughs>
2: Operation Dumbo Drop, Dinosaur Edition. Right.
0: <laughs> I only took note when I heard that the new pharaoh, Hakatap, destroyed the expeditionary force. Mm. And that when the Shori attempted to retaliate again, the Osirians were using our own platforms against us. Word began to spread of this boy king, child from what I understood, younger than me at the time. I was perhaps 21, 22. I believe he was a boy of 16, 17. Mm -hmm. But that he would lay waste to entire regiments near single-handedly. Summon lightning and storms, gales of wind that could drive our flying vessels to the ground.
4: Was there actually going to be a war or was it just since he seemed to be able to win these battles, would your people have just retreated?
0: (laughs) It is not in the sure nature to retreat. Not against terrestrial, well, not against the land dwelling people. We were above them, figuratively and literally, in every way. We were more powerful. We were more advanced. We were socially more open. We were philosophically more enlightened, as opposed to those who crawled in the dirt beneath us. Or so I believed. Now I think everyone was a fool. I mean, that's probably true.
2: Well, it's also one of those, like the best, it's one of those, the best defense is a good offense kind of a thing where it's like, you know, we show you that we could crush you. So don't try to mess with us. And then we get like, you know, 50 years apiece for doing it.
0: The Shori, I believe our leaders found themselves in an unwinnable situation. Every force that we sent against Hakatep just reinforced the perception amongst his people of his power. He was their savior they worshipped him figuratively and literally their protector but the Shuri could not openly declare war what would happen if they did send a flying city and the flying city was lost that would simply prove his power they couldn't ignore him but they couldn't maintain their position of authority if they actually entertained the possibility of needing to fight against the Osirian the bricklayers the pyramid builders
3: some of those pyramids are impressive
0: I agree but if it didn't float, well, the story had very little consideration for it.
3: Having fallen from a flying pyramid,
4: I definitely prefer keeping both feet on Wait. the ground.
0: Flying, they succeeded. Oh, they yeah. Su- like yes. when I
4: was saying Hockatap and his flying pyramid, yeah, I, was, I wasn't kidding. There's like multiple 15 flying of pyramids.
0: them. More yes. of them.
4: Yes, too many. His own tomb uh, was apparently sent aloft after his death.
2: Along with these other pyramids.
4: Yeah, his, uh, his, his aunt, his aunt, I can't, what was her name? Istakimabet. Yeah, Istakimhabet attacked a city that my friends are from, and we had to. Well, she's gone now. Pity. She was a mummy, and then, well, we destroyed her, and when we killed her, the flying pyramid fell out of the sky like a rock.
2: (laughs) Regardless, there are multiple of these pyramids. They seem to be some type of weapons platform. Um, as well as command posts, but they're being dispatched over what once was Osirian. And Osirian, unfortunately, is not as big as it once was, but we are here because we believe this is the place where we can bring all of them to the ground.
0: You said that we're within the Kapsutanum. Mm. Yes. That was Hakatep's plan to guarantee an end to the war.
4: We uh, we found Chisisek's tomb and was uh, was able to speak with him. And he gave us the instructions on how to activate it.
0: Hakutep firmly believed that this would be the weapon that he would need to ensure his eventual victory. He was probably right.
4: Well, then he
3: died. But more likely than
0: not, he still succeeded. If the Shuri learned of this place and he would have made certain that they did, they could not risk coming here to attack it. Again, they could not let the land dwellers see that they could be brought low. Although from what it sounds like, it seems that eventually they all fell from the sky anyway.
4: Do we know what happened to the Shori Empire? You know, I thought it that collapsed. was collapsed. Uh, uh, yeah. the,
2: the empire collapsed, but we don't actually know why. But apparently, all the flying cities fell out of the sky mm-hmm. at some point.
0: So, yeah. spoiler alert: actually, one didn't. But
2: well, yeah, nobody knows that. So
0: yeah, none <laughs> of you know that, but it's still flying around out there. The the goal of the Ketsu was to make a weapon so powerful that it would dissuade any attack. Certainly that the Shuri could attack elsewhere, but the Kepsutonum's design was to allow it to lock on to anything using the specific magical powers of the Aromatic infundibulum and draw it to it before crashing it. In essence, he could deliver every flying city to his doorstep and crash them into the ground.
4: And that's what we're pretty much going to do with his pyramid. That's the plan, anyway.
0: Well, that's actually confirms
2: something we were hoping, which was that it would pull all of the pyramids towards... This location and not drop them on whatever cities they may be over.
3: Yeah, he seems to want to bring Osirian back to its quote unquote previous glory.
0: Mm. I'm not surprised that Hakatep wishes to see a return of Osirian.
3: Well, I mean, Osirian still exists, he's just not as big.
0: His inner circle fed his delusions of grandeur, if you will. Mm -hmm. I only use that term because it seems accurate, but at the time, at the time, it seemed that there was nothing he couldn't accomplish. Harkatep's inner circle, each in their own way, worshipped him. But each in their own way furthered his belief that he should have been worshipped. Neferu Set, his wife, believed that he was a chosen being of her deity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whatever it was. Set? No. Oh. Not specifically. Not in the way that others worshipped Set. Oh. Her worship was bizarre. Hmm. She spoke of strange things, powers of darkness. Many associated with Set, but she seemed to view her visions, her powers as coming from beyond our world. From the darkness beyond the stars. No way, no way. (laughs) She believed that Hakatep was chosen by these powers to be their representative Hmm. in our world.
4: I wonder if that has anything to do with that story Ted Asura told us, the the black man, the black pharaoh. I pull out my string board.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I, thought I, to it.
1: <laughs> I mean, it lines up.
0: She did much to evangelize, but didn't do so with the veneration of the Lord of the Dark Desert.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She convinced hakatap that he was chosen, and her prophecies always came to pass. Nahamra, fueled his growth of power as he did mine. He was a mentor, a friend. In his own way, I believe he viewed Hakatep almost like a son. Although they bickered, often. Hakatep viewed much of his power as coming from set, or from this darkness, as his wife so put it, and Nahamra pushed more and more for him to focus on his magic and the veneration of Nethus. I suppose he failed in the end. Although I think if Hakatep loved anyone that was not his wife, it was Nahamra.
3: Oh, he's going to be real mad then.
0: The architect, Chisisek, he fueled his grandiose dreams. It was a sick cycle between them. Hakatep would come up with an idea. Let us build a device that protects our borders. And then Chisisek would take it a step forward of, well, then we could make it so it can draw our enemies to us. Hakatep would say, let me build a flying pyramid. And Chisisek would say, what about 15?
1: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Encouraged his dreams, his grandioseness, his expansion.
3: Sounds like somebody needed to just tell him no.
4: He was the pharaoh, the god-king. Nobody's going to tell him no.
0: And you don't... You could not understand if you had not spoken to him. Everything that I say sounds ridiculous. And then he accomplished it. No one had ever beaten the Shori. But suddenly the Shori were forced to respect him. His people prospered. It was a time of plenty. The floods came regularly. There was balance in the world. Hmm. However much he was loved, his wife was hated. She was monstrous.
4: Well, it sounds like she worshipped a really terrible, creepy thing. What'd she do?
0: Mostly human sacrifice, Uh. primarily of children. Uh. Uh. She believed that their blood fueled her knowledge, granted her her visions, and she was correct. Other than that, she performed various things, of which even her own priests could only describe as unspeakable blasphemies.
4: Yeah, she follows Narlathotep. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, does that sound like Narlathotep, like sacrificing babies and stuff for prophecies and power?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, you can make a knowledge of religion if you so wish.
1: I do wish. <laughs> I roll a one. Um, I roll a one for twenty-five.
4: I roll the exact opposite. I roll a perfect twenty for a thirty-five. Nice.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, with most of the, if you're dealing with any of the things from Beyond the Stars, mm. anything from the Dark Tapestry there isn't ever really again they are beings of utter chaos there isn't really a set you know this Mm -hmm. is conforming church to them Mm
4: -hmm.
0: however asking them to do human sacrifice human sacrifice cannibalism all sorts of things are common amongst their cults
1: Mm -hmm. so gross well we're certainly going to have to fight her you know she's going to be alive around there somewhere undead
0: as undead Mm -hmm.
1: moving around trying to murder us Live enough I'm not
4: with going our, to lie. That
1: one I might be looking forward to. With our
4: luck, she'll be a freaking ghoul, anyway. Um. <laughs> um. So, what happened with his brother? It's it. I have so many questions, and she might have answers to them all. Girl, spill the tea. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if we'll just sit down around her, like, it's story time, and she can just, you <laughs> Wait, know. We'll just have
2: the next five episodes be filling in the <laughs> gaps. You know?
0: Hakatep spent a decade traveling after he became pharaoh. This was... I met him, and she would state a date, which uh, those of you with knowledge history, even, you know, a few ranks in knowledge history. Anyone who mm-hmm. could take 10 and get a 20 on a knowledge history check.
1: I can. Uh,
0: Not me. Would be able to translate that date as negative 1645. I met him in 1645. He was traveling, gaining knowledge and power. He'd gone out into the desert. He spoke with the four wise witches. He communed with the spirits of the desert. Some say even entreating with the ancient sphinxes hidden in the wastes. He was gone until 16 negative 1635. He spent a decade traveling, gaining information, and then when he returned, the Skyfarer was more powerful than ever before. Capable of Feats of magic thought otherwise impossible, summoning powerful elementals, bringing flaming boulders from the sky, whatever he so desired.
2: Oh, dang. Mm.
0: He returned back to Sothis. In his absence, Atet and Nahamra had ruled. Atet had in fact been guardian, the right hand of the Pharaoh, for longer than Hakatep had ever sat upon the throne. Hakatep poured his attentions into mastering elemental magic, His wife spent her days consumed in the more dangerous rituals of the forbidden home that she obsessed over. Hmm. Nahamra and Atet, in essence, ruled unopposed. And then, when Hakatep returned, they gave power back over. Atet reluctantly, Nahamra willingly. Hakatep started to work on his new idea. That's when he traveled into the desert. He met with the architect Chisisek, brought him into the fold. However, that was not before his brother attempted to betray him. In negative 1632, Hokhtep had his first and, to my knowledge, only child huh. a son, Hecmothus.
4: We just learned about that recently, hadn't we? I believe yeah, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah.
0: The nation rejoiced at the birth of their next pharaoh, and the boy grew up wanting for nothing. He was sweet and brilliant. He loved stories and legends, strategy and games. He had the natural mind of a leader, of a tactician. Many refer to him as the Ibis Prince. Upon learning of the birth of his nephew, Atet realized that he had become second in line to the throne. Yep. And that his son would no longer inherit. He decided that he could not wait for the throne to come to him. He came to me. He knew how Hakatep had slighted me. I refined the disease that killed Hakatep's father.
4: <laughs> oh
0: ted had ruled the nation in Hakatep's absence. He saw his new obsession with the monolithic construction projects in the south to be financially unsound.
4: I mean, I imagine they were. I mean, this place is huge.
0: Yes. He conspired in Apec, which was where he was the governor. He brought in his brothers, his brothers-in-law, Timnos and Timber, Sekpatra, still angry over Hakatep's willingness to allow his aunt to petrify and... In essence, slay the rest of their family. Mm. After the sick had betrayed the family, they decided to attack the royal palace. The queen's sister, Nyla, a strange woman like you, she nods towards Hollis. Oh, Elf? Yes. Her sister? The adopted sister of the queen.
1: Ah, okay.
0: Attent promised to take her as his wife when he was pharaoh, giving her the power and legitimacy that her adopted nature never gave her.
3: Wasn't he already married? Pharaoh can have multiple wives.
0: In fact, no. it's common for pharaohs to have multiple wives. Hakatep oh, right. was a romantic. His head also brought in Nahamra. Oh. Knowing that the aging advisor had a great disdain for the queen. Huh. I was pleased by this because I knew that Nahamra loved Hakatep as I did. We joined the conspirators and then conspired against them. We warned our pharaoh. He still let his brother get close. He wished to talk to him. To understand why, the Aquaman defeated the other. Atet and his followers were defeated, and Hakatap reduced him to ash. Not before Hakatap was injured by his brother's dagger, which carried the disease that I had refined. A disease that I was capable of keeping in check. I had ensured that Hakatap needed me, and Nahamra, with his divine magic, was able to aid as well. They brought both of us closer, although never brought me into the inner circle. The conspirators were put to death tet's wife and his infant son, Kamos, were spared. Kamos was raised as a companion to Hakmothus. was given charge of both their educations as a reward for their service.
1: Oh, the cycle repeats.
0: And from what I understand, Kamos quickly took to the faith of Nethys. That was it. Many of the conspirators were killed, many of them buried inside of the Pharaoh's tomb. He wished to keep them close.
3: So what happened to Hakatep's
1: son? Yeah, because he didn't inherit
0: I have no idea.
4: So he was still alive when you were imprisoned?
0: Yes. I'd simply grown tired of waiting. I'm surprised that he didn't inherit.
4: No. Tefniju told us that he died. Young.
0: I don't know. Perhaps Nahamur is responsible. I never trust that priest. He was kindly. Too kindly, if you will.
4: Well, after Hakatep died, the new pharaoh wanted to ask him questions, but I guess the protections on the pharaoh's body had already been cast, so Nahamra split his soul into three pieces.
0: You said that Hecmothus died.
4: Mm.
0: So the new pharaoh would have been Kamos.
4: And it was, I think. To Jaredet II. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know how much he would have loved his uncle, considering well. that his uncle killed his father.
4: hmm
0: And well. put to death his mother's entire family.
4: After Hakatep died, they were going to send his pyramid up into the sky, but the Jaredit needed to ask him something, and Nahamra used magic to split Hakatep's soul so they could talk to it. But now now Hakatep's not at rest. His his Ba and his Ib have been rejoined, and Sudi's
2: got the Ka. Sudi so like, takes off the golden mask and just kind <laughs> of like holds it.
0: And she winces and looks away as it resumes Hakatep's face.
2: Oh, sorry.
4: We know that we have to reunite the three pieces to put him to rest. I'm I'm assuming once we reunite all three pieces, he'll have his true power back and we're going to have to destroy the mummy.
0: I don't know. This is magic beyond my kin. Only Nahamra would have been a powerful enough spellcaster to accomplish this feat. I'm excited to talk to Nahamra. We got to do that today. And this sounds like another one of Nahamra's games.
2: We do know that subsequent to this uh, defilement, he had some kind of a curse put upon him that passed down through his family and was exiled.
1: Oh yeah, was he cursed by Hakatap for being part of the...
4: No, no, Jared cursed him for breaking Hakatap's soul apart and denying him his eternal rest and and banished him into the desert. Actually, we don't... I Mm -hmm. thought it was Jared that did it. No,
3: we never... We don't know who cursed him, actually.
1: Maybe Hakateb did.
0: Maybe. I mean, it could have have been a side
1: effect
4: from splitting his soul. I don't know. We'll ask, we'll ask Nahamra.
0: (laughs) It seems strange. Nahamra was always the right hand. Nahamra was the right hand of at the First. Nahamra was the right hand of Hakateb. I do not know why, considering that he raised Kamos from the age of five, that he would not have been his right hand.
4: Well, Sudi saw, um mask vision of him being banished.
2: This mask occasionally gives um, memories, it seems. It allows me to see the events that happened, though I have no control over when they show up or what is seen.
3: But from what I am, like the Jared though, the second wanted to know about the Shori Magic, which is why he sent Nahamer to get answers and then a broke his soul apart to get those answers. And then Djerit was Nahomer mad about was, it. Yeah, Djerit was mad about it and then banished him instead of killing him because technically he did what he was supposed to do. Well, he loved him.
4: Yeah. Yeah, but with the afterlife being such a big thing and he broke his soul into three pieces and now he'll never get his eternal rest, so... Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I do not know. Hakatep was very guarded with the Katsutana. It's possible that after his death, more likely than not, the Aquaman would have killed all the other architects, everyone else involved in the project.
4: Well, Chisisek died before Hakatep did. We know that for talking to his, talking to his spirit.
0: Mm, I don't know. The architect was still alive when I was captured. Well,
4: interesting. Well, anyway, th- this, is, uh, this is the tomb of the Akumen. And somewhere in here is the key, the Pharaoh's key, which, which we need to activate the sun disk, which will bring down the pyramid. So I, I understand that, that you're uncomfortable here but we really do need to finish searching this place. We we have to find that key.
2: It is unfortunately essential for our ability to face Hakatep that we bring his pyramid down.
0: I will aid you in this, if you will take me from this place afterwards.
4: Oh yeah, we're not going to stay in here. We're going to finish finding the key and then get back out of here and have to fight an undead dinosaur at some point. Anyway, (laughs) I know this is probably out of, uh, out of the blue.
3: Can I sense motive? Because we've told her a lot of sh*t right now, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure how comfortable I feel As, about that.
2: How's she, how's she taken this, yeah, like, sure. giant revelation that, like, everything has changed?
4: <laughs> I don't know. I love her, and I want her to be, like, this party's, like, she, we
2: just keep it for a <laughs> I while. love
3: her. I do love her, but I also don't know if we can trust her. I really well, just like it's...
1: for
2: a 32.
1: <laughs> Could we switch her back? Could we undo what she did
2: uh, somehow? With, like, a wish, maybe?
0: Okay. Uh, with a 32? You very much get the... I mean, one, she seems to be, for lack of a better term, more present after the the magical healing that Masika provided. You get the feeling, however, that she is very much compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It is. There's a giant world out there. I don't have time to deal with that right now. Let me help you so that you'll get me out of here because I don't want to be inside of this building anymore. Let me answer your questions so that you get the feeling that she's also filling things out with you, that there's probably some suspicion still there.
1: Yeah. That's fair. Can I ask you a question? Unrelated to any of this stuff, do you want to still be what you are, or would you prefer to find a way to go back to being a human?
0: <laughs> the means by which to go back would be difficult. Hmm. It would require magic that the only person I knew that could accomplish would have been Mahamra, or maybe Hakatep himself. And even then, more likely than not, it would simply lead to my death. If I was restored to the way that I was via wishcraft, more likely than not, it would restore me to how I was. A 6,000-year-old human.
1: Hmm. You gotta word that properly, probably. I don't know. Hmm.
0: Other than 6,000 years in confinement, I've never actually experienced what this body is capable of. It was my greatest goal. A refinement of a plague created and dispatched by the Church of Aramon. I put my own twists on it I like to experiment I like to know how things work
4: so do I Masika picks up Narmer. just just not disease more more like this
0: I will aid you and then after that we can decide what steps we'll take next I will be honest with you I don't know how I feel
4: hmm. It's understandable that is yes totally understandable
0: there is a part of me that will probably be always a part of me that loves him. Even after what he did to me.
3: As long as that doesn't mean you'll turn on us for him. Well, he's not even him now. He's
1: some undead yes. version of himself. He's different.
2: He has to be different. He is incomplete as far as his soul is concerned.
0: I will aid you in clearing this place. I'm extremely skilled with the bl- bow and magic and the hybridization of both.
2: Magus. Hmm.
0: Arcane Archer, but close oh, enough. Yeah, I was going to oh, say oh. Arcane Archer for sure. But just nuts. Takes a second to cast mage armor for anyone that wants to identify it.
2: I mean, I guess I will. Because, you know, going into battle. I love that she's got, like, damage uh, damage reduction. She's still like, nope, cast mage armor. Mage oh, I armor. bet
4: you that the, uh, the God, the Ocumenon that are here probably have cold iron weapons in case she ever busts out.
2: Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, um, ooh, yikes. Gonna have to protect our new buddy. Well, mm. good thing cold iron doesn't do anything to me.
4: Yeah, we're gonna have to protect yeah, our new buddy but also <laughs>
1: keep an eye on our new buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I love her so much.
2: I, I want
4: to
1: make I feel I just so bad hug for her. her I just wanna hug her. I feel, I so feel bad like you her. could wishcraft in such a way to like like if she got that disease as a little kid, you could revert her to before she got that disease. And then you would have to raise her again, but she could have essentially a blank slate. Be the cool. the problem
2: with wishcraft in general is the GM has to find a way to twist it. Yeah, so. you got to find a
1: yeah. genie though. Then makes an interlude. Yeah, it, yeah you. so you got to yeah. find a
2: genie that owes you one. But these are all give you a wish.
1: doable things. Not in this adventure, but they're all doable things.
2: Continue <laughs> the continuing the adventure. One of us goes and tries to find a way to not make her a. Uh, I don't know exactly what her alignment would probably be. Neutral evil uh, div.
4: If she's a div, she's neutral evil because yeah. that's yeah. the alignment of all those. So, anyway, things. these are the thoughts.
0: It's not chaotic evil. It's one of those workable evil alignments. It is. Yeah, we can, we can work with this. But I suppose then, uh, you know, she casts her spell, pulls an arrow, knocks it, doesn't pull it back. Arrow starts, you know, steaming off ice, since she does have, a, I think, a constant elemental damage bonus because of her arcane archer. Nice. Uh, the lot of you turn and make your way back out, and we'll pick it up here next time. We made a terrible
4: (laughs) friend. We made an amazing but terrible friend.
0: I was gonna say I'm about
2: 75-25 on uh We can't let her just roam the world
1: because she is a disease monster. But um, we love her and she's so sad. Yes.
3: Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paiso Incorporated. Mommy's mask is copyright twenty fourteen. Mummy's Mask, and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.